Welcome to I Will Watch Anything Once. I'm your host, Mark David Christensen. Watching a movie by yourself or with just a couple of people is always fun, but it's not as great as when you go to a movie theater. Entire experience involved by going to the movie theater. Some of it is super positive, some of it is super terrible. But there, but there's nothing, uh, or there's other things that are like it, but there, for a movie viewing experience, there's nothing like it. You can't get the same feeling or experience watching by yourself or watching with a small group. Something great about watching a movie in the dark with a room full of strangers. The group mind or the, the consensus of what we find funny is this group of strangers is magical. There's something completely magical about finding that moment uh, that we all are agreeing that this is enjoyable. Or it can be the complete op- opposite where we all agree that this thing is terrible. That mass agreement when it truly happens, when everybody in the room is agreeing the same for one brief amount of time, it, it's magic. That's what I would call it. I really enjoy that. That's that's the experience of movie going that keeps bringing me back along with just the art form itself. Growing up in Utah, I used to always go to the dollar movie with some of my best friends every Tuesday night. We were a ruckus. Ruckus, a group of absolute troublemakers that just wanted to see anything and everything for a dollar. To the point where we almost got in fights because if a movie was bad, we completely let the audience know that this movie was bad by making jokes, pointing out ridiculous things, talking. However, it wasn't just general talking. That's the thing I, I want to point out. It was never just like, oh, now we're bored of this movie, so let's talk about our day or talk about something else. Let's talk about our girlfriends or whatever. It was always directed at the viewing of the movie. It was comment about what we were watching, highly inappropriately out loud um, and with each other. Or there was there were great nights where the audience was on board with us. I remember one of them was seeing Dreamcatcher, the Stephen King movie. I don't even know the joke, but I just remember it was a pretty packed house. And I don't remember what moment, but I remember we were all just sort of making jokes. And then something absurd happened. That movie's full of absurdity. Just instinctually standing up and turning to the audience and saying some sort of comment or joke about the movie. And getting the entire audience laughing at me. That was surreal. It was surreal because, we're, especially when you're so used to going to these and having um, people yell at you, um, threaten to fight you. Have my uh, friend back then, Brandon Bishop, he took out a dollar and threw it at a guy and said, here you go. <laughs> just to like, you know, or have uh, another friend, Trent Mallory, at the person telling us to be quiet, just yelling out a hundred pennies. Oh, we were terrible. Again, I mean, that was just part of the whole experience. And anything that you're willing to go out and experience with strangers, you're taking a gamble. There are, of course, things where we want to be more polite and appropriate and there's etiquette but sometimes for a dollar you're wor- it's worth breaking that that etiquette i mean they also if you go to city walk here in la you usually have some ruckus and annoying ruckus i know our group of friends weren't perfect and we were annoying but i feel like we were still we had all of our our comments and what we were doing there was focused on the actual movie on screen anything we had to say had to do with the movie and it was along with in lines with we're watching a movie together with our group of friends and the strangers. A lot of times now I go to a movie and the things that are disruptive are completely separate. I mean, I'm not going to say who, but I've sat down next to family members 
during movies and they're constantly texting whoever they're texting, whether they be their kids or friends. But I'm just like, why? Why'd you even pay to see this t- this movie if you're not gonna just watch it and at least invest in what's in front of you? I hate getting distracted by things, of course, in movies like anybody else. Kids that are talking about other things or something that's separate. I do have a an ear just to tone out a lot of stuff and focus on the movie. And anyway, of course, we all want people to be quiet. But sometimes it's entertaining to listen to people that are so invested in the movie that they have to talk. Like my mother, who will constantly ask, "Hey, uh, what is this?" What what's what does that mean? And it's like you just want to say you can calm down and stop asking me questions and watch the movie because they will answer the exact questions that you're asking me. That brings us into this um, episode of I will watch anything once. The first group episode. I hope to have plenty more of these. This is a little dated movie. It's about a year old, but who cares? We went to a movie theater. We saw it, and I have my guests here. We're going to discuss The Lone Ranger. I have Jen Kruger, James Mulholland, Jake Jabour, and Steve Beathers. Just went and saw the Lone Ranger at the Regency Plaza Six. I think it's six. Uh, the reason I chose this movie is because I straight up got a call from my own mother. Like she went out out of her way to place a call to me to tell <laughs> me how much her and my dad loved this movie. Oh really? <laughs> yes. Oh great. Like that was the that was the, the motive of the car. Was this a trick? No. They were my no. You'll. Jabor will meet them one day. Can you can you give us uh, some other movies they like? Your dad likes a lot of good movies. Yeah, my dad does like good movies. Like when I Django, I don't know. They just had they just <laughs> they just said they had a good time, and then they, my dad's like, oh, I, I like it. Like his excuse for liking it was just like. I like the old. I like. The, I, I grew up with it, and I'm like, See, all I, right. I find this really interesting because my dad also grew up what like he loves classic westerns and stuff like that, and you he do. he would hate this movie because he doesn't like it when they remake it and it's not like faithful to the original material. And I bet he yeah, would we feel say, this wasn't faithful. If we could say one thing about this movie, it's that it was in no way faithful to the original material. Probably complete. Um, yeah, in I mean, any way. Well, I I used to love. The Lone Ranger TV show. When I was a little kid, probably four, five, six years old, it was on syndication. Yeah. At whatever time I was home, at you know, and the other kids were at school, like my brothers and sisters, and I would watch it by myself, and I loved it. And I I can't tell you a ton of details about it, but nothing we saw today, with the exception of the music, and a white horse, and uh, some Indian dude, like that's the only thing that was yeah. like really. It was like faithful to just like the peripheral stuff and not the heart of it where there is this lone uh, lawman that is going and delivering justice to places where people don't have justice. I don't even understand the impulse to make this movie now because I don't like, why remake this? Are kids today even going to care about this? Like I feel like Western is a genre that's so hard for modern people to relate to. And uh, I mean, I get a lot of shit for saying that I don't like Westerns, but I don't like them. And... um, (laughs) I just don't see, like, I don't understand the impulse. Like, this feels very of a time to me that is not now. And, like, if you show a kid this and then you show a kid Pacific Rim, I feel like he's not going to be playing Lone Ranger in the backyard. See, I agree with you. I I like Westerns, but Mm -hmm. I agree with you on this. I don't think this has any place in, and I think box office proved this, 
there's no place for this movie with today's audience. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. kids don't want to see it. Yeah. And adults don't want to see their memories tr- of the property trampled on well, by Johnny Depp know. in red face. But I think even in genuine, I think the general audience isn't really geared like wanting a western right now. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. I don't. Think I love westerns, and I think I think I love westerns. I love them. This isn't a, to me a good western. A western no. used no. to be what other people call boring. I, I just kept thinking down. like if you, I I think what this want I wanted this to be is to give me the same feeling that I had as a kid watching the uh, movie Maverick with Mel Gibson and yeah. Jodie Foster. Oh, yeah. And I loved that movie as a kid, even though I don't like westerns because it was like a comedy and it was fun and it was funny. And this yeah. was trying so hard yeah. to hit that same like tone, Maverick, and it just did not. Maverick went fun, but at no point would you have seen that movie throw in a cannibalistic rabbit just for laughs or a horse that climbs a tree just for laughs it went beyond humor and into slapstick can we all agree that silver was the best part of that movie because I think silver was the best part of that movie yeah the horse was I don't know (laughs) I I didn't like the mystical the fucking horse the horse had better comedic timing than any of the actors the only scene that I even like liked is when he's talking to him at the graves and the horse keeps going back to Army Hammer. Yeah, so I was yeah, like, good job, horse. Oh yeah, that was good. Yeah, but that was the only good thing. Good job, horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I really I really think if you wanted to take the Lone Ranger at a certain comedic appeal, I think uh, you'd be better off being closer to Silverado. Than you would yes. be okay. to what we saw, because like Silverado, you have a goofy character in Kevin Costner. He's mm-hmm. the brother of I think Wyatt, who is more serious, and there's themes of law and betrayal and everything else. Um, but most of it was based in truth. There was jumping onto a horse from a rooftop. Yeah. There was uh, you know these amazing gunslingers. There were escapes from jail. There were like. I don't know if there's a train, but I mean, very close in that genre and a good movie that stands the test of time. And then you have this where it's like, oh, there's so many movies that are forgettable. And unfortunately, I think I'm going to remember this one for a long time. (laughs) Why did I have to... They keep saying in the movie that... um, Bill Fitchner's character ate Army Hammer's character's like brother's heart, but he clearly stabbed him in the abdomen. In the yeah, abdomen. Yeah, he's saying, yeah, so yeah, I was like, I, what I, is well, he eating? His intestines? Or well, then you, they the went liver? to a white shop, yeah, and, he, and his chest was fine. fine. Yeah. yeah, and I was just like, why? I wonder if it was just a random change. No, because everything else in it, it, it was just almost like they wrote a first draft and said, this is the universe in which it lives. Do not question the logic. Yeah. yeah. He's going to stab him and we're going to tell the audience that his heart was I taken. I feel like it's just a bad framing decision. Like, at the end of the yeah, day. Yeah, exactly. That. But it's very odd. Like, everything is so deliberate with the framing. The business the was all where yeah. he stabbed him. That's there what was I mean. no like, effort sure. made to... Sh- it's yeah. almost like, okay, let's uh, ABC this. Uh, say whatever line. Oh, and he took his heart. Oh, I bet and they you just the heart, kept it in. I bet you the heart thing was like in the script and it was always meant to be the heart. And yeah. then when they're at the practicalities of shooting, it became like, well, it's really hard to get his face in there without this getting all messed up. And the the thing about the like the mask being made from the bullet holes, I was like, oh, first of all, so those funny. were not yeah, the bullet the holes were not that close together. Yeah, they wouldn't look mask. that clean and perfect. Yeah. Like it from was so it's like stupid. And that's the thing is like this is what I I hated a lot was it didn't know what the fuck it wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you're like, 
I'm all. If you would have presented this movie to me about like uh, a goofy, like one Buster Keaton character, which clearly Tonto was, it was yeah. just yeah. him being Buster. Oh Keaton. yeah. And then like, but then and then like along the, along the way with like a really good hero. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he absolutely needs him. And he would have gone just with that. I would have been. I'm on board. We're gonna have fun. Yeah. But then it's like, let's get dark with these dark backgrounds and all this. Oh, that stark contrast between the two brothers. One is a, like living is a Keystone cop, and the other one is a, like a uh, gritty out, you know, yeah. uh, marshal. And how are, I'm sorry, like, how are we mistaking Army Hammer for the ghost of his brother when they look nothing alike? And, yeah, and a mask that alive. hides like just the area yeah. of your eyes, and suddenly no one recognizes you anymore. Like this isn't it's it's the whole Clark Kent Superman thing for me. Like it's very obvious who this man well, is. Yeah, and the whole like I'm going to expose my identity as well. Yeah, I on purpose did not research like like Wikipedia the Lone Ranger mm-hmm. uh, just because I I didn't want to like get even more mad. <laughs> yeah, and but if I remember correctly, like. It had nothing to do with like pretending to be a dead man. No, he was he was li- he was living outside the confines of the law, but delivering justice. Yeah. So he had to hide his identity. Mm-hmm. And I hate this whole thing. It's like now, like oh, we're gonna man of steel it and uh, not put on our glasses until we're sitting down at the well, desk I, of the Daily Planet, or I'm just gonna take off my mask. Even though it's like these iconic things, we're just gonna. You know, drag through the mud instead of treating them. That's I said like at the very end when he said, um, "What was the last the classic line?" Oh, I hope so. When he's like, "Don't ever do that again," I was like, "I turned to Deborah. I'm like, so this whole movie was just about making fun of this." Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like instead of really honoring it, you just shat on it. Yeah. (laughs) Well, even like the silver bullets. If I'm not mistaken, this is all memory of years ago from like you know over the air TV syndication. But, like, the silver and the bullets is because the silver-tipped arrows that the Native Americans would use flew straighter. Mm-hmm. They flew truer, and so that's why he adopted it. Mm-hmm. So this whole, like, respect for Native Americans when it didn't exist. Yeah. Like, and that was part of the appeal. Like, this white man yeah. at a time... And this is, like, before Star Trek and, like, Captain Kirk and Uhuru, like, having sharing a kiss. It's like, this is a white man hanging out with a Native American. Back then, we called them Indians. Nowadays, I think that's a problem too. Like, no one plays cowboys and Indians anymore because it's you know mm-hmm. you can't play cowboys right. and Indians. It's like non PC. Well, even if it was, like, kids just aren't going to be into that now. It's, it's well, just yeah. like that's not what they see on TV. It's not what they you know like they have toy guns. They have to- like I would I would more buy kids playing with lightsaber toys than I would seeing kids play... Like, no kid oh. is going to be playing... Well, don't worry. Movie. After this movie, you won't see any kids playing <laughs> cowboys and Indians. So I'm looking it up, because I want to know what, how much is true, and I'm looking up the original story, and this sounds um, surprisingly stayed pretty true. Why do we have to see the origin story, though? That's the other thing that I was like, I don't care. Like, no one... Uh, yeah, and the origin story would have been interesting if he grew from it. Right, yeah. yeah. That's what I was... Oh, yeah. how, I was many like... times, how many times could we have just shot Bill Fitchner? Like, why are we having conversations about it? Shoot him and then have the conversation Yeah, afterwards. and he's, like, taking like, these wild, crazy, like, shots from, like, up. Yeah. And it's like, he was two feet from you. You could yeah. have shot him in the face. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or, like, yeah. Tonto, But instead, he's, are... like, shooting across the like, thing. Well, the second time that Tonto had a gun on him, I was like, clearly this guy already prevented you from it before. Shoot him now and then argue about yeah, it. Yeah. Like, I, no. I think that was a problem well. for the whole movie. Is he was inconsistent. No yeah. consistency. Because he literally thing. shot those marshals. 
Yeah. He literally, she was like, I'll shoot these guys in the train, shoot them dead. This this idiot lawman comes out with a gun. Yeah. But he'll be like, well, I'm just going to leave you guys in chains. See you later. Yeah. Like, I was like, why didn't you fucking murder them? Like, yeah. you already know. Also, this was a major problem I had with the entire movie is that, so Army Hammer's not willing to... Uh, kill Bill Fitchner's character. So I should probably use the characters' names in the movies, but like I can't yeah, even. I didn't even know Cavendish. Okay, so the Lone Ranger is not willing to kill Cavendish because he's like, I'm a lawman. He's got to have a trial. He was on that fucking train coming to an execution. He'd already been found guilty and like served death. Yeah, like, exactly. Just oh, that's true. Kill him. Yeah. There's no reason point. not yeah, to. Exactly. <laughs> Especially after his brother, his own brother's like, he just killed Marshers, Marshals, dude. Yeah. Like, we like, just need we, to go take him down. We don't need to and try that, him for any more crime. And that, I think, is among many one of the biggest problems this movie had. The main character was an unlikable idiot. There was nothing good about him. He's like, the flaw that was supposed to be that thing that every character has that holds him back was, I'm too good. And that's not, that's the same. Dave is going to argue that's the same problem I have with Superman. Superman is boring because he's always good. The Lone Ranger was worse because not only is he always good, but he was fucking stupid. <laughs> that, well, they, they try to make a Keystone Cops thing yeah. where, oh, it's I can't handle idiots. two idiots. I was fine no. with, I, was, I would be fine if he was just a capable hero. That's all yeah. I wanted was yeah. a capable fucking hero that had a that Buster nice. Keaton sidekick. Totally on board with yeah. that. And I would have been fine if it was a Buster Keaton sidekick, but then it was revealed, no, he actually is suffering from post-traumatic That's, stress disorder. As soon as you he's did that, mentally like, handicapped. Yeah. So he's and no he longer therapy. a character. Yeah. It, it, so now, we, do we celebrate that? And that happens in the middle of the movie, and then the, yeah. for the rest of it, do we go, yeah. oh, oh, poor Tonto. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. I would have preferred either like a dark story or a real like when the music played and they were like, I was like cool I would have sat through two hours of like fun like yeah. train robberies and stuff like that mm. or I would have sat through some weird dark movie about like how mm. white people massacred it like but to like mix and match it it was like oh well, god I don't I was I was having flashbacks of uh, Will Smith in Wild Wild West yeah. oh the Back to the Future 3 moment when she's upside down on the outside of the train. I was like, guys, come on. Was I the only one rooting for that girl to just get killed in every scene that that she... she, Every time she was in peril, all I wanted was for her to die. Yeah, they didn't give her anything either. She wasn't likable. She no. was just a pretty flower. Why is she in the trying to yeah. in that part in the scene where she's like her trying to get the gun back from her kid? Like, no, he's the only one in the room holding a gun that's actually pointed at anyone. Yeah. Well, like these guys don't have guns on you. The yeah. bad guys don't. That's so it. like just. Tell him well, to Well, sure, he went to the camera and, like, he's got a twitchy trigger finger. Yeah. Yeah. That's even bananas, because Dave and I laughed, because that guy had the gun on her, and then the yeah. train, like, jolted, and she just grabbed her. Yeah. I was like, you couldn't give her something to do that, yeah. like... Oh. Knock him yeah. over. Yeah. Have yeah. her be clever. Have any of them be clever. Yeah. It's just... Uh, I... You know, I... My, my dad had a brother that I didn't really know. Like, he died, you know... Uh, I think maybe even before I was born. And if I, but I had aunts and we'd visit relatives. I swear, if like, if my only uncle showed up after being years away 
and like this is your uncle so and so and if I just stared at him and didn't say hi and didn't go and give him a hug, yeah. I'd be smacked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was so weird. But then he to this uh Tonto character, oh he's he's feeding him grapes, he's playing along, yeah. he's like having this back and forth and yeah. I was like and then and now you all love your uncle towards the end of the yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. Just back and forth. It was like you said, Dave, no consistency throughout the whole thing. Especially also, when Tonto is a character who for that kid, like historically, culturally, that kid should have looked at Tonto and been like, You're gonna kill me and scout me. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then yeah. this, this is my goofy uncle. I trust him, not the guy who everyone mm-hmm. around me says is going to murder me and tear well, off my my skin. We we got we got stuck with one shitty kid that's already bad enough. Why did we have to have this shitty framing device with another shitty kid? Because like, this movie thought it was the Princess the... Bride at some point. I don't uh, know what happened. Yes. Why is it but like you're already a period piece. Don't start in nineteen thirty three and then but flashback to the eighteen hundreds. Just be in the 1800s. Uh, that, can we just talk about how what I think that was? Please. Yeah. Don would be like halfway through. As Besides like, being awful. It was awful. Yeah. It was awful. But it was a shitty ripoff, probably considered homage, but a ripoff of Little Big Man, movie starring <laughs> Dustin Hoffman, where he grows up with, it's him telling stories, all old, and it keeps going back to the story of him growing up. He's a white man that lives among mm. Indians. Oh. And it's a fucking hilarious satirical movie that Arthur Penn did, and this movie totally, I think, was trying to like kind of. Hey, here's another white man pretending to be an Indian. Yeah, and rip that uh, off. And I was just like, "Fuck this!" Yeah, look, stupid. it's not offensive because we can wink about it. I think Johnny Depp just no longer. It's not enough for him to get his rocks off by painting his face and having his hair be stupid. Now he needs to go the next level and also have old man makeup in order to be <laughs> satisfied by being in a movie. And bored and just get out. Yeah, no, no, because if someone's throwing you millions of dollars and you love to do it, he owns an island. He owns a island. He owns probably a couple of castles in France. Yeah, you know, like. But if someone's going to pay you big money, I think yeah, okay, we can find fault in him because we saw his performance. What about these Disney executives? Oh, there were bad decisions made all around. I mean. It's it's not just Johnny Depp that's at fault. It's everyone who didn't say, "Whoa, guys, well, what the I, fuck are we doing?" I feel bad for every other actor in this movie because Johnny Depp, it's like they're gonna pay through the nose for him and and yeah. whatever. But all of these other people are poor people that never get like Army Hammer. This is the first leading role anybody offered him. Bill Fitchner never gets to be the you know the top and banana. I, like of Bill the, I love I Bill Fitchner. Yeah. Sure. He's, He's like, awesome. He was one of the things I was like, I okay. I'll, like, I'm going exactly. to see this because you're the villain. He's also, like, just a super nice guy, like, really friendly and nice to work with. Like, I really like him as an actor and a person. And it's just not... It's like, I'm watching him going, like, what are you doing, Tom Wilkinson? I love. Why are you in this movie? Because Disney's going to pay them enough to give them an amount of screen time they would never have otherwise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they're just... At, like, the hell in a bottom corner. It's like there's a claw machine of all the Tim Burton characters she's played, and we just... Plunged into the middle, didn't ask questions, and dropped it in this yeah. movie. Yeah, <laughs> I like well, that was a nice Tarantino her. montage with the uh, prosthetic uh, leg rifle. So oh, I wouldn't say it was a Tarantino. I would say that's more. Uh, uh, what's his name? Um, the other guy that's like oh, Rodriguez. Rodriguez. Oh, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Totally it's it's that grindhouse. It's so yeah. stupid. It's so dumb. It it's does like, not belong in a western. It also, I mean, I, I really want to say when. 
you have a barrel that moves like that, you lose a lot of accuracy in any rifle. Yeah. And so that that barrel can... This is just gunsmithing, guys. Okay. Like, that would be an inaccurate rifle, and she yeah. wouldn't have hit anything. You also and probably for, wouldn't want to walk on it. And for those people yeah. <laughs> yeah. who are listening yeah. who don't know what we're talking about, Helena Bonham Carter's character in this movie has a, has a prosthetic leg that is also a gun. Yes. Yeah. So ridiculous. And it's so made of ivory. It's made of ivory, yeah. yeah. It's just not... Like, well, yeah, it's not, well, okay, yeah, let's that's talk, not tenable well, for a, a rifle barrel. Well, let's talk about... Let's talk about like uh, the views of animals in this movie. Um, the pros- the only prosthetic leg that we see, and we probably should have seen more because of the Civil War. But the right. only one that we do see is also a gun, and it's made of ivory. Yeah, you know, supporting the you know the elephant slaughter in Africa. Um, then yeah, the, no, rabbits, like the rabbits, the rabbits, the zombie, zombie or cannibal. cannibalistic rabbits. But you know what's the no most, idea what that was. You know what the that most offensive thing though is that horse. Saved the Lone Ranger's life so many times, and he would just leave it and hop on a train, not yeah. tie it up. Like if I taught my dog to fetch my slippers, I would brag about that dog. I would shower it with treats. I would love that animal. And like, it's like this horse is showing up on rooftops and in trees, yeah. and you're not even like, oh, what's up, horse? This is what I'm saying. This horse was the best part of the movie. Yeah, it solved all of the problems. It's the only reason that chick didn't die. You know, like yeah, the heart, horse. the horse Why didn't you save her? Yeah, but and I, the other thing that I that bothered me is like not something that the movie did, but I feel like the movie set up to do that when they're following, they're trying to track and they're following that other horse, and it just drops dead, and the entire theater laughed. Yeah, it's like that's not fucking funny. That's not funny. <laughs> I thought the same thing. I was like, Jesus. And then the the Native Americans, it was like a psychological like thing that I thought of like we're fucked up as like well, human beings, and, and we I, just laughed at that horse. Well, and I thought that it's not supposed to be a joke. Like these people are fucked up around us. And then Tonto walks up and like and kicks it. it, and I was like, no, okay, Holy it's joke. your fault. It was, movie. Yeah, the movie made <laughs> like, a what joke. Are you no, everyone's to blame. It's not just everyone is to blame. Do we, the, should the we talk a audience. little bit about the people around us? Holy oh my wow. hell. <laughs> I haven't seen a movie like this, like this kind of crowd in a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, we had we had a killer, the killer, was, uh, like, pair behind me and Jabor. <laughs> those kids are so bizarre. Were they, were so they together, those two? Because the man all, and that woman and the kid. I mean, I know they the were whole with world. That. Was, they were, those four were with that. A, no, I know that, but were the two that were behind you a couple? I don't think no. so. I, I was, was thinking brother, out. sister. Okay. No, and it were, was her kid. It was definitely her there kid. Were there were like whole. There was like an older guy, there was the older guy. Then the two were because I saw them kiss. The two, the two that in the mean middle. Brother and sister. Oh, I didn't. Think any brother and sister? Oh, I didn't see them. But I'm saying, and then so the, the man kid, behind I saw me was the dad. I think so. Oh, I didn't see that guy. Him. I think those because he came or, in. Or when the movie a, started with. Or all she's the food. a single mom. Or she's a single mom. That's the boyfriend. I, I heard think, the kids so dad. Things. I heard yeah. the kids. I think there's a lot of like parental visitations in that theater. Like, <laughs> I, like you know, dad, you know, weekend with the kid, cheap dollar theater. Yeah, probably. Like, like you know, doing what the best they can, seeing like kind of a family film. But this yeah. kid would not the, uh, shut up. Yeah, I think oh, trying to figure out the relationships is a lot he of unnecessary minutia because what it really was is we were in front of a family of monsters. Yeah, <laughs> awful people. The mom just keeps being like, "Cool." Cool. Stop it! Who we told you? We talked about this. Yeah, she was way louder than the kid. Oh, did you guys? Did you guys miss it when she when the kid hit her before the movie? And then she hit him back. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Michelle, how would you like it if I hit you? If you hit me again, I'm gonna take your video games away. <laughs> yeah, he smacked her. She 
Got him right in the face. He smacked her because what? she was talking about something he didn't want to listen to her talk about. That was the best part. You were talking about those old movies, and I didn't want to hear it, is what no. you just said. Boy, so I didn't he hear that. hit her. Yep. <laughs> I'm just like, what? what are you teaching your child at the home? Guy, I know. The guy right behind Javor just kept like trying to make these jokes about how, like, oh, I just don't get this stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. so, it was so weird. Yeah. Was he trying to make jokes, or was he just... Yeah, he had this weird sense of humor about, like, like when the Smurfs thing came on, oh. like, he'd be oh, like, yeah, he, I don't get this. Like, and he was asking who Michael Buble was and that yeah. other thing, and he's like, how do you know who that is? It's set on the screen, is what the response And then he, like, made some joke about, he's all, like, on the Smurfs when he's all, he's like, oh, oh you think uh, Neil Patrick Harris thought his career would go this way? And I'm like, to more like, that guy's doing way better than all of us here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh was so weird. But what was the little kid? I just remember that kid saying like, "Oh, what it, was the one we really he laughed at?" Shot the and the bullet ricocheted and the log crushed those guys' oh, heads. And he's yeah, like, yeah, he's "It like, crushed their heads." That was awesome. I was like, "Yeah, was like, yeah, buddy, they yeah, fucking all. knocked those heads off." Yeah, and great. Was so funny. Every time the horse would come on screen, he goes, "Spirit." Like he's announcing it. Oh my god! Yeah, I was so close. I really, you know, I I think I play, I pay attention to the gunplay, and it it bothered me the inconsistency because at first, you know, those are six shooters. I'm sure we've heard the term six shooters. Yeah, they have. And it was fun that they shot for about a minute without reloading, and then we get to the top of the train, and now we have that gag where, oh, you're out, so am I, and then. It was just, it didn't know, like, what it was doing. Also, the kid tossed him back the bullet that he had actually used to shoot the gun out of Fitchner's hand. Yeah. Like, oh, where, you got the bullet back? Good catch, like, kid. I feel like at this point, this level of nitpicking, it's like we're pointing at a burning building and saying, I bet that place has termites. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these were, all, these were all big issues. These were all issues. But I, I feel like it, it's all just a little bit. Is, even if this movie wasn't, even this movie right. decided, even if this movie, if the audience was not gunning for it, um, you know what I mean? Everything going against it. I still feel like it comes down to that this movie could have been, like, any movie could have, like, theoretically been yeah. good. And I think if they would have just fucking, like, most movies I dislike now, I'm just like, why did you not simplify it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and that's how I felt about this movie. It was like, man, just have a good hero that needs to get vengeance, like, needs to get justice done yeah. by, by a bad guy. Stop yeah. complicating with all this bullshit. Because this had yeah. a super simple, obvious story yeah. that they were trying really hard to throw twists well, into, but, but they didn't really work. It was telegraphed from a mile away. They could have done the railroad or the silver. We didn't need the railroad mm-hmm. and the silver. Right. It, it was it, just it, over. Yeah. Did I not understand? Did the railroads meet there in Texas? The railroads, that apparently, was, the way they build them in this movie are, are like fictional ways that train tracks work because I guess yeah. they built tracks so close to each other that it's like fucking Especially, bumper cars at a certain yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. 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 and then meet, meet and then the most yeah. dangerous place yeah. in yeah. art to make. Yeah, let's go right. through yeah. a canyon uphill and Yeah, split we the can't tracks. even get the lines to yeah. connect across the country, but sure, we'll build two of them right here. Yeah, on this it, was, yeah. it was like a train version of the uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom uh, mine cart. Scene. I'll watch the minecart scene a yeah. hundred times before I watch yeah. this. But then, yeah. like, one of the many things was there was a hidden set of tracks that no one knew about. Where? Yeah. And the amount of man, like, how many millions of workers died building yeah. railroads? That's... Like, you could not, 
you could not fart in the Old West without someone smelling it. Yeah. Like, or hearing about it. Okay, bad analogy. <laughs> but, like, you could not do something so huge. It'd be like... It would be like building the Golden Gate Bridge, but no one in San Francisco had any idea it was being built. Right. Yeah. I agree. Like, I, I didn't understand that at all. Like, well, this is the thing. With the whole, like... I hate when they take, like... I like historical fiction is what it, what it is whatever I don't know but this it's like you're creating reinventing like a, you're creating events that we have documented yeah. like the spike like this this train thing didn't happen sorry I'm automatically was pulled out by that like I was just like great yeah. was that supposed to be custard was I feel like he was playing custard oh, yeah I did not know oh, they never said custard oh, but I was that. like when all those in Hey, he come out of the hill. I was like, Custard's last stand. Here we go. Oh, and then he I, won. And then I was like, oh, never mind. Maybe it's not him. Well, it, it, didn't he have like moral problems with starting the war and massacring innocent people? And then it's like, eh, I'll kill you two. Yeah, by the Oh, that guy was Wiccans. Because this is my, my. I turned to Jen in the movie and was just like, yep. Yeah. Uh, he had the moral problem when they were on the standoff. Mm-hmm. Then when he stabs the last like old Indian, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he stops and looks at his bloody hand and it's like, oh, like, like, what have I like done? yeah, like what have I done? And yeah. you think, okay, maybe he'll change. Then, no then at the fucking end, the little kid hits him with a fucking grape, and he decides <laughs> to turn both yeah. his pistol, <laughs> about to shoot the child. And you're like, whoa, buddy. Not only, yeah. not whoa. only did he turn two pistols on a kid. <laughs> He turned two pistols on a kid when he knew there was an armed enemy on the roof of the train oh, car. Also, and he's like, fuck he's, that, I'm gonna shoot this kid. When he's shooting at Tonto on the roof, he says dance monkey. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he did he, say that. He, 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 one, he can't see him. That made two, me really Two, <laughs> this movie is already racist enough. We don't need that yeah. line. Well, and the three, that, like, no, you, you're trying to hit him. You're not yeah. trying to freak him out. So that line yeah. makes no sense. His character's yeah. name is listed as Fuller. Okay, so he he's not a Custer. I thought he was Custer. I feel like he was a play, like well, he was, a play on it because of yeah, the whole yeah. like, Oh, look, you're gonna be, you're fighting an Indian, you're going to lose. I think it was probably that. So yeah. let's make him look exactly like Custer. Yeah. I, you guys, I got to say, Barry Pepper must have had some uh, personal growth as a human for agreeing to do a role like this because uh, oh. I used to work for his agent and he would turn down any role that wasn't part of a movie that was like Christian. He wanted his children to be able to see him in it, and he could only do things with like good, where his character had good morals, and he didn't swear, what? and really? he didn't take the Lord's name in vain. Yeah, and then he did True Grit. Yeah, well, I think what <laughs> happened was he didn't get jobs for a number of well, years. Well, the three, then. the three deaths of Marquis. Yeah. Well, I know what I really respect someone that has convictions and as an actor to choose parts that you think you know reflect your values. I just wish, like, he made a judgment call on the quality of the part. (laughs) And who knows? Because, like, when you read a script, I think sometimes you just go, oh, this could be great. Yeah. Because, like, three people read the same script and see three different movies in their head. Yeah. For Um, sure. But, man, like, none none of it made sense. I mean, you're selling it on, it's supposed to be Pirates of the Caribbean and the Wild West, right? Yeah. 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 So why doesn't it work? Like... I, I mean, maybe because no, they like Pirates of the Caribbean, but they did like four movies. One. I thought they yeah. were fine. I saw a couple of them. Uh, so yeah, what, what, what makes it the not thing. work about it? The first, I feel like the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie is the only one that actually worked. I, I enjoyed the oh, next yeah. one. For the, the first yeah. one was the only one that was a good movie, and it was good because we started out with two characters, uh, I can't remember their names, Orlando Blooms and Kira Knightley's characters, who were actual people, and we got to know them as people for a minute, 
And then when Captain Jack came in, he came in as comic relief. Yeah. He was not the main character. No. He was not the main focus. He was used sparingly to bring a little levity to the dark situations that we were putting characters we already liked into. This movie was, we're taking the comic relief. It's the same problem that I have with the Hangover sequels with Zach Galifianakis, where they say, like, you know what? The comic relief is better than anything else, so that's going to be the point of the movie. We're going to yeah. follow the fun. And then Pirates and then became it the Johnny Depp show. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. like, we'll, we'll just keep the cameras on him, have him do his thing. It'll be really entertaining. But I really think, like, when there's a story behind that and believable characters and people that we're invested in, yeah. but if it's just going to be, uh, I'm going to, you know put on a funny face and dance around yeah. and dance monkey dance, yep. then I think um, I think that's kind of been the problem. It's like we audiences have stopped caring about big personalities and they just want to see yeah. good performances. Well, and Pirates of the Caribbean is about like swashbuckling and adventure and fun and this definitely had that thing where it couldn't decide whether it was like a fun train robbing you know, thing or whether it was the dark part yeah, of it. Yeah, whether it was a dark um, uh, early American apologist movie. Yeah. Which was very weird. Very much The fact so. that it, it yeah. tried to cram a message about the way we treated the Native Americans into a movie that that doesn't work in. Right. Like, I, don't yeah. mean to, I don't mean to downplay yeah, no. the, the necessity of, of that being a part of culture and like looking back at it, but it, The Lone Ranger starring Johnny Depp is not a place... For, right, I think you're for right. a somber yeah. look at the way we treat you're able, Native Americans. Django Unchained was able to look take yeah. like a bad part of American history and look at it in a way that was like, yeah, engaging and sort of yeah. dynamic and things like that. He didn't do it though by selling it on like Amos and Andy or something right. crazy. I know. I feel, like, <laughs> I feel like it's like if we go to we ever any of us for some reason went to the Smurfs too and. There was like a, a slave Smurf, and they were trying to use that in like every fifth scene to teach a lesson, and there was just no, no explanation for it. It wasn't in there, but it was just like, and this is this is the Smurf we're using to teach a lesson. It was weird. I also and think it was that out of place. this has a problem in that like the what the source material is is not something that they took in the spirit that it was intended. Like this movie is not in the spirit of the source material. No. And Pirates of the Caribbean as a movie very much is. Like those books are about swashbuckling and adventure. The and that's game, what the movie. The game. Or and the, the game. Uh, the and ride. Ride. I was like, I was like, this books and games. Like I was like, no, there is. We both said the ride. No, you're right. But like that's what they. There's like books now. That's my brain is like goes that. But I. Well, and like let's be fair. I mean, I, I've seen episodes, I don't remember episodes very well of The Lone Ranger, and I don't know how many people involved were like big fans of it. I really think it was just, they got the property rights and were yeah. able to just go well, with they, it. They clearly didn't respect it yeah, from, the, from the jokes they're making of the actual original Yeah, like, that's what bothered me. I feel like, like everyone involved hated The Lone Ranger. I used to, it seemed like it, yeah. I used to it, work with I, The Lone Ranger's daughter. And uh, she, like, grew up on a ranch. Like, her dad, like, the guy who played the Lone Ranger, like, legitimately really respected, like, Western culture, really believed in having a message of, like, actual justice and, like, respecting Native Americans and stuff like that. Like, she, she had a very Western upbringing. And, like, when I was working with her, they, her dad would still go and do, like, 
Western themed like events and stuff. Like cool. he, he'd yeah, probably, he'd probably go and talk in schools and yeah. tell people about treating people with respect. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know why you would option this because to me it's like it's nothing new that someone would option a property just because the name is famous and they want to slap it on something and make a bunch of money. But it's like if you don't want, like that name doesn't mean anything to kids now. Mm-hmm. Like I actually was sitting there going like, oh. You're giving me an explanation of where literally the name the Lone Ranger came from, and it so doesn't matter. It yeah. doesn't matter to this character. Like I, this, <laughs> to me, this is a guy in a mask serving justice outside the law in the West. That's all I need. I don't need like he was with seven other Rangers and they all got slaughtered and blah blah blah. Like, or if we do need that, give it to us in a prologue voiceover. Honestly, I'm that, fine if that's, that's his. Or, I'm fine if that's his origin. I'm completely down with all of that. It's just don't make the guy that ends up saying. Oh, I have to go event like I, I want to go serve justice under this uh, mask. A fucking idiot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like happenstance. I'm fucking fell into this. Okay, <laughs> where where he shot, you know, it missed and it hit the thing and yeah. the log fell and killed those guys. Also, if I don't, if I remember correctly. He was such a good shot that he could do those ricochet shots. Yeah. yeah. And the whole shooting the gun out of the hand, I think the Lone Ranger kind of invented that in uh, popular right. culture. Like, because mm-hmm. I don't think he was killing everyone, but he was stopping other people from yeah. killing. Also, the whole movie, you're a spirit walker, so you can't be killed. Why in the end does he go, I'm a spirit walker, I can't miss this shot? No one told him that. And no one been, ever said that yeah. he's been missing the shots the whole yeah. movie. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. It made also, no sense. You should have said that when you were blindfolded. That about to be shot. <laughs> there was like half a dozen lines at the end where they're like, I told you this, and see, this is this. And I was like, I don't remember anybody saying anything. Like, yeah. I was like, I can't miss a shot. I was like, I don't remember that. And then she's yeah. like, I told you this. And I was like, when did they say yeah, that? I and think it's just, like, just in rewrites, they just were changing things and then not. I think this is the movie that suffered, you could tell, I yeah. think, yeah. from them on set rewriting That's shit. That's why it's almost three hours long, too. Yeah, like, yeah. Just yeah that was a doozy. And I was like, all right, come on, this is got to be I saw you checking the time and I was like like, oh no I wish I hadn't looked because I know there's a whole other hour left and I don't know what it is but I know I'm not gonna like it so speaking of the end am I the only one who was incredibly disturbed by the fact that this woman who was widowed days ago maybe a week ago when she lands on the Lone Ranger's horse at the end and he goes what wrong brother she's like Nope, not this time, and gives him a big old smooch. Well, she, well they had a thing before, right? She clearly wanted that one all along. Yeah, that's a terrible Which I, That's another thing <laughs> I hated about it was, yeah. don't, okay, not only make your lead character that's the hero an idiot, yeah. Yeah. and bumbling fucking tart, like, or, or, you know what I mean, and like, not willing to like, take justice his own hands, you know what I mean, I'll fire if you're just a good guy and you want to take justice in your hand and you find a way around it, but, then you make him like that kind of like weird. There's that weird yeah. energy of like, I really wish I could be with my brother's wife, but I can't be. That's like, don't add that. No. Do not add that to your your character. I'm supposed no. to root for. Yeah. Because now I'm just like, you're shady. You're not like a good outlaw. Yeah. Like this for justice. You're just shady. I know. I was literally looking at it, going, I wonder if that kid's gonna turn out to be his. That's what I thought too. Because they said, how long's it been? Nine years, and he's like eight since he stopped. Writing and yeah. I was like, huh? And then he's like, "Is he? Is my dad dead?" And I thought she was gonna be I know. like, "No, that's yeah. your dad." Yeah, exactly. And then I was gonna be like, "Whoa, my god! <laughs> <laughs> They've all been cheating on each other." Yeah, I'm on board. Well, it was again. just weird that I, who says like my dad to your mom? You just say dad. 
I feel yeah. like she, that line was yeah. actually to Bill Fitchner, but then for whatever reason, she's responding. Like, you weren't there. You don't know if he's dead. I mean, he is dead, but like, it's but like, so... Like, he's talking over here that he just hurts and asks yeah. a question. Oh, it was yeah. just... Ugh. That did not make any sense, all of that. Everything after... I'm telling you, everything after that character died, was it Dan or... Whatever. Yeah. The, the yeah. brother. Everything after that guy died, the movie just went to. How you know, he was the only good character. He would have been a great fucking Lone Ranger, and I really yeah. just wish they. Oh, yeah. you, Lone Ranger. If you would have, uh, like saying that they went with the, they were going like they're leaning between those two lines of like we're gonna do a weird, fun comedy mm-hmm. like action movie as opposed to the darker. If you were to go darker, I would have loved to watch a Lone Ranger with that guy and his yeah. family and fucking everybody, or all these Lone Rangers get killed and then he comes back and it's just like, all right, I'm fucking here to just fuck up. Yeah, that'd be yeah. the Dark Knight version of the Lone yeah. Ranger. Yeah. Yeah. I would love I'm to that. see that. Yeah. I can explain the whole movie. I can explain awesome. every problem that happened in the movie. Please. So the the very first action sequence where we have where they are chained together on the train and they're fighting the bag and Fitchner gets away and all this shit and then the the runaway engine part it crashes when they get thrown off of the train (laughs) no human could live through that so they are dead and everything else that comes after is the last hallucinations of of your neurons firing that's what I that's pretty good there were a couple times yeah that scene I was like Jesus Christ like and then when he landed on that truckload of silver (laughs) like he jumped off the I was like you're just dead I don't know at least your legs are fucking (laughs) you are not alive and that's why, like, I'm sick and tired of fucking in movies. Like, I just think this trope is done, and it needs to stop. Is that people getting in those big accidents, and like, it's fate that we like those weird moments of like that one bar snaps off, then lands between us, like, uh oh, and that stops. And the tra- the tra- yeah. That stops the train. I'm like, fuck that. Well, just, were- just show it to me realistically in a way that they might have possibly survived. If you're gonna make them survive. There's the there's also yeah. the part oh. where like the ambush in the canyon. So Army Hammer's horse falls on him. There's a like a split second where when he gets out from under the horse, he's dragging his leg to get over his, by his brother. And I'm like, oh, cool. You're showing me that that broke his leg, as would happen if a horse fell on you. Yeah. But then the second he's got, trying to pick his brother up to drag him away, oh, suddenly their foot's fine. Yeah, yeah so he's definitely, right. it's definitely a, so it's, a they're dead. They're I dead. kept thinking that the That's kid good. in the framing device, I was thinking this a number of times, and I actually thought, like, this would be better. That that kid would end with, like, a St. Elsewhere type thing where, in, you know, the kid looking in the snow globe at the end of St. Elsewhere where he imagined the whole show. Oh, yeah. I wanted him to just, like, to, for it to turn around and for Tonto in that to just be like a wooden Indian and this kid oh, was just, so just weird and had a big imagination and was like, thanks, Tonto, and put on his Lone Ranger mask. <laughs> but then just, Tonto turned that would have been just all in his mind. That would have been great. That would have explained all of the ridiculous I wouldn't have shit. minded the framing device if that had happened. Yeah, yeah that, that would have been great. Really we just saw something crazy out of the yeah. Tonto put on white man clothes, walked off into the distance, and then flew back as a bird? Is that what no, I think he left the. I think he left the dead bird that he's had the whole movie that he's been waiting for. To it it. He left it. it and put a hat on, and then oh, Tonto the walked off. over the dead bird. No, I oh, think he took it off because that, hat, that bird wouldn't fit under that hat. But yeah. if you break that down, that means by him getting his final revenge at the end of the story yeah. and killing, and both brothers finally getting killed, and him like. 
hey man, I'm just letting you know that was a bad deal. Like, yeah. he still wasn't freed of whatever fucking he she had. He had until to wait until he met a fucking child at a goddamn carnival. Also, that, there'd be no more feathers or flesh on that bird. That bird is so decomposed by now. What? He's. Oh, I just think the whole time I was like, how's he preserving that? Yeah, exactly. Bird? It's, that bird is gross. <laughs> It's, they didn't I mean, have of it. I guess but it's magic. Again, like, they make you joke about the health code when they go in that whorehouse. That was okay. so modern. The modern vernacular in this yeah. bothers the life. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. What's with the mask? No one would say that. What's, that. yeah. Like, what's with yeah. this? Are, are you hey, sure she didn't say what's up, up, what's up with that mask? Or was it just I what's mean, with the mask? Someone may have said what. I, I distinctly heard what's with the mask a number of times. Well, let's say they thought it was a rumming joke. You're like, this is right. Stop. But it's not like no one would speak in that well, way. Uh, oh, yeah. But the health code thing really drove me nuts. No, like, what, they said a couple of ones. They said that right the pickles weren't refrigerated. They said yeah, that there was refrigerators. They right. Had they said that something about the uh, like there's clearly livestock present, which didn't make any sense because there weren't any animals. And something about house. fire exits. Yeah, yeah fire stop exits. Stop doing oh, jokes cool. that you know are meant for modern audiences, and yeah. it, and you're just like, no, sorry, you yeah. ruined the movie because you just eliminated the reality that you yeah. created. The yeah. And am I wrong in the assumption that like the FDIC was created after the stock market crash in '29, and when the there were the runs on the banks? So like uh, banks being insured, insured yeah, yeah, that like, doesn't make sense. Yeah, there's yeah. tons of that. None of that. All that is is them saying, is writers going or somebody like getting a note from yeah. somebody saying this isn't clear. Because they're probably using somebody... No, like what their- happened was Disney went, he's a good guy. He can't look like a bad guy. We have to give a reason so we don't think at the top that he's bad. Yeah. And then it doesn't, like... Because you can't wait for the 120 pages that have to go by for the reveal of what they're really stealing. We but even, but even like, the jargon of the yeah. banks no, and, like, all of that. And, like, yeah. that's just, like, fuck... It's like we have to let these audience, modern audiences know what's going on. It's like yeah. just use the, what it's existed. Just, it's yeah. just, just use what existed in the world at that time. I would rather sit in a movie that's a good movie that educates me a little bit about the history of some period than be like, great, you made jokes that are that well, I get when my how I live in my modern world. That train set that oh. uh, when he's explaining to him like, oh, the future change. I was like, so this is the birth of a supervillain. In that little kid, right? Like, oh, whoever controls the trains controls everything. This kid that's grown up in the Prairie West, and he's in a train playing with a model train that's got an electric motor to it. And he's not like... it falls off. If that was me and that train fell off, I'm I'm sorry. Or burst into tears. Burst into tears. And he's like, it's just a toy. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's a lecture on like yeah, that. Yeah, he had so many toys. That, that kid was a shit too. from the word yeah. go, though. I that oh, okay. so, should have died with the mother that should have died. They should have been. Yeah. <laughs> Left. Shoot the child. Shoot the mother. Let's just get some cowboy. Also, like, how creepy is it that the. <laughs> Like, I get that he's your villain, so fine, do whatever creepy thing you want, but, like, that this, that uh, Tom Wilkinson didn't just want the wife, he was like, I want to dance family. Like, why do you want his kid? Yeah, that it's, was a weird... It was super yeah, creepy and gross. Well, nothing. And then he wanted to whip that kid at one point on the yeah. train, and I was like, And then he shoots Steven Root in the back, and, but then he doesn't die. I know, he just is screaming in pain <laughs> on the floor. But then somehow is able to give a speech just a day later? I know. I was like, why is the band back here? Like, these people are all bandaged. They wouldn't come back and play again. it's funny. It's not funny. People's pain and suffering is not a joke. You should tell that to every writer and executive. It's a dead horse. So what what percentage of the audience do you think like the movie? Uh, I I think everyone but us. No, no, the vocal, the loudest voices aren't 
it's not always the majority of the people. Those I think people there were some were, crazy people in the audience. They were applauding at the end of the movie, guys. There was they a were applauding. Like, you know, when she got saved and she was on the horse and they kissed and there was yeah. like a little woot woot. I don't, yeah, like, Wild Wild West is a garbage movie, but when I saw it in the theaters, I was like, oh, yes, perfect. Like, I was like, it's funny, and things are happening, and there's robots. Like, I was like, all on board. So, I I refuse to see the Wild Wild West, West. because I used to to watch that TV show. I used to love that TV show. And then when the movie came out, I was like, I cannot. Get ready for a giant spy. Oh. And correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't that wasn't didn't that just take place like ten years after slavery was illegal? And now we have a federal marshal in, in uh, Will Smith that is now like accepted. Like that, it's great. Know, like I don't <laughs> I don't mean verisimilitude in the portrayal of you know different ethnic groups and cultures, but at least a semblance of like. Oh, first the Chinese rail workers couldn't speak English, and now they all get a joke about the white man. Yeah, like yeah. it's just like, some consistency would be nice because like we'd all be complaining like, oh well, look those war- those costumes those aren't period correct, but then we're fine with like historical inaccuracies and modern vernacular, and it's yeah. just like so long as it looks looks like they're wearing the right clothes, we just give it a pass. Ugh. And everyone in that audience, that's all they needed. And yeah, modern jokes, fancy clothes. And hey guys, how about those special effects, huh? Real good, right? Oh my god. Remember the Buffalo? Of course. Remember when uh-huh. Silver jumped off of the three-story roof of the uh, whorehouse? Uh, the whorehouse that, by the way, I'm pretty sure was just the set of Moulin Rouge. Right? Because uh, that was Moulin yeah, Rouge was in the Wild Wild West. But the horse jumped three well, they stories. Well, justify Helena Bonham through. Carter being Helena Bonham Carter, so. It jumped three stories, <laughs> broke through a wagon, didn't turn an ankle or break a leg, yeah. and just kept going. There it was looked, some unexplained magic. Yeah. Well, yeah. That there horse was, was just on their roof. Like, I was I like, mean, what happened? I think the only thing that would explain it is the horse was magic. It was a spirit well, animal. that's the thing that's so shitty about what they show you about the flashback of Johnny Depp's character. Is like, why he could be a man apart from the tribe and that he's the only one who really still believes in this magic anymore and and is able to do it and the rest of them are like get with the program yeah. and like you know this is this was stuff we believed That's, before but these white men have come in and they've shown us science and progress and clearly we can't stand up to it with what we got going on like I would have been fine with that I didn't need the whole like and they slaughtered the whole thing and also where did all those guys come from if Johnny Depp's the only one who survived <laughs> who are these people how do they know fuck, him? Okay. and I get it you have a tribe you have a tribe you clearly had like there had to be grown fucking warrior fucking yeah uh, right. two, two guys, guys, two guys just walking to town <laughs> No one fucking fights. Yeah, what's going on? And why didn't they kill the little kid? Why didn't they kill Johnny Depp? Yeah. As a kid. They just gave him the watch like, there you go, buddy. He won't attack. He's the one who took you up to the silver. He best knows where it is. None of the other native of none of his tribe knew about it. And I'm not not an expert on the Comanche tribe, but I imagine if he was the only survivor, they would have treated him specially... They would have like sang songs about him. They probably would have changed his name to like you know Lone Survivor or Lone Ranger. Yeah. Uh, you yeah. know, they, they would have. Yeah. They, they wouldn't have gone. <laughs> he believes in the old ways. Yeah. Yeah. Stupid kid. Your whole village was. Like, he's not. We're Native American, but he's an engine. Yeah. Like it was. It, Super weird. Everyone was in. Like I think maybe that was their whole goal in making the movie. And I know it's not, but I'm going to say it for fun. <laughs> is 
what is what is the Lone Ranger all about? What is reality all about? What's history all about? What is like uh, speaking like you're from 1870s? Mm-hmm. And then let's just do a 180 degree departure from all those realities. Yeah. And that's what we saw. And oh, I just hated gross. so much. I hated so much of it, and so much of it was it was bad, but not bad enough to be entertaining. It was just the kind of bad where. You just say like oh, it we all almost fell asleep. It wasn't yeah. worth it. Yeah, it we was forgettable bad. We all yeah, we all almost fell. Dave asleep. and I saw Pacific Rim like the night it came out. It was like a Thursday yeah. night, and we were like elbowing each other and stuff that didn't make sense and ridiculous stuff. Yeah. But it was fun. Oh, it's so yeah. fun. Like there's there was just as many holes in that. There was just yeah. as many inaccuracies. Fun and yeah. consistently. Yeah. yeah, it's consistent to what like this is the reality we're letting you play in. And they weren't making fun of, I know that there's no source material, but they weren't making fun of the genre, and they weren't making fun of the audience. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, Pacific Rim is somebody who loves that, like, monster city-destroying genre and wrote, like, a a visual love letter to it. This movie is someone who, for some reason, optioned something they hate Yeah. and then made us sit through three hours of them being like, look how stupid entertainment used to be, guys. (laughs) This is what we used to like. Yeah, like, doo-doo. Yeah. This is stupid, and you're stupid for liking it. So let's that break down know. what these rabbits meant. The uh, cannibal you, rabbits? Yeah, the cannibal rabbits. I, I, I no mean, idea. I think it's just that stupid, like, nature is not out of, nature is not in balance, Kimo Salve. But that was like, a little ideas yeah. like that were coming out of nowhere. Yeah. It was they had that, no place in the movie, like, oh, it's Again, really yeah, you out needed of magic to be, you needed that guy to actually be a Wendigo. If he's eating people's hearts, why can't he be a Wendigo? That's what I was pissed what? off, because <laughs> if you're going to start setting up magic things, get me on board, because yeah. I'll go along with the track yeah, if you want to establish yeah. a magic world in yeah. the West. Just keep I'm it like, consistent. Fuck yeah, no, here we go. We never really addressed the fact that Bill Fisher was a cannibal. Yeah. In the right. movie ever. It doesn't, like, he's eating people's hearts and stuff, and everybody's just like, oh, that's that gross thing that well, that guy does. And then, yeah, and everyone then, that works with him, <laughs> that's his thing. Yeah, the yeah, one guy is like, you shouldn't have done that. And he's like, Shut up. And then <laughs> yeah, at the end, well, and this then, entire town that, that was in fear of him, where they were like, we're going to bring him and execute him, and the whole town is like, fucking yeah, finally! At the end, he's walking around town, totally fine. All the townspeople are like, hey, you're not so bad. It, like, yeah. nobody had any... Like, nobody was afraid of him. Nobody thought about it once the movie needed you yeah. to forget about the fact that he was a crazy cannibal that everyone wanted dead. Yes. And like, like, oh, they all forgot. Well, like, and how normal that cannibalism was in that era of time is probably as normal as it is today. But, like, who's the adorable cross-dresser in the, in the gang? What was his name? Oh, Frank. Frank. Yeah. Like, when you said you know, adorable cross-dresser, I thought, Eddie Izzard. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He wasn't in that movie. Um, uh, I love Eddie Izzard. He just cut out the heart, supposedly, to eat later, and then yeah. he, like, just goes like this with the hand, and the guy's so well-trained, he comes over with a rag so he yeah. can wipe the blood off his hand. Yeah. Like, that's how normal that experience was mm-hmm. in, with that gang. Right, but everybody but else, was like, the they have these legends a, about him. Yeah. You know, like, in town, there's, Dan is saying, like, oh, I, I heard it was the guy's heart. Someone else, like, oh, it was his eyes. Oh, it was his foot. Oh, it was her, her whatever. And they're afraid of it. Well, and, like, just the lawmen like, are. Yeah, and, well, I don't know. We imply that Helena Bottom Carter's leg got eaten by this guy because she's like, she, she says, Is that yeah. what it was? Yeah, because it was like, I oh, I, I want that. you to get back what he took from me. And she's laying on a divan with her fake leg up in with the air the behind her as a painting of her as a fucking So he ballerina. ate her leg? For some reason. It was implied. It was implied. I, I kind of missed that. For some reason, that makes even less sense because even when they were talking about hanging him, 
they said that he was the scourge of the Comanche, that he killed and ate yeah. a lot of Comanche. Oh, yeah, he yeah. called nothing him an Indian of, killer. Nothing about killing and eating just whoever the fuck. His brother was pretty cool with him being a Wendigo, right? Yeah. Um, well, it, like, could it have been more obvious, yeah. the connection between oh, those yeah. two? And Armingham was just like, oh, cool, as, man, I'll give him to you to handcuff. As soon as the two... Yeah, yeah, I'll give you to him. And as soon as I saw his fucking... When the lady fell in... The shadow. In the shadow, yeah. that's him. Fucking great. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, you could... I know everything now. This was a story about hats. You could tell who everyone was by their stupid hat and the shadow of their hat cast. Yeah. Revealed every secret. And also, oh, and Tonto messing uh, up his hat the into hat. a completely different kind of into hat by tapping it on the hat. That's not how it works. That's not how it happens. Yeah, you take a hat that is a. That is a you get it steamed. Yeah. Yeah. I know how hats work. Look, there's a haberdasher on Melrose. I'm going to take you there yeah. and we're going to. swear every hat I've got, somebody tapped it up. No. You take a dumb hat, you give it a smack, it shapes itself. In every haberdasher, there's a Native American kiss your hat. Oh, God. It's just, uh, I feel like oh, this whole well maybe 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 people nowadays maybe like when we're making uh, good westerns in what the sixties and then I mean, there's been like there's been sprinkling <laughs> like you know Jen hates westerns yes yeah. yes I but, love westerns but there was a period of time in which well, we westerns were made and westerns were good yeah. Um, are we past that? Do we no longer possess the sensibility know. for it? I personally think that it's a genre because it's a genre related to a very specific period of time, and the entire genre is based on that. Every convention of the genre is related to a specific period of time. Yes, we are past it. It's not mm-hmm. the same thing as a period movie because period piece doesn't mean a particular era. So, an entire genre of entertainment that is centered around one era in time where you have to play by particular conventions as opposed to a period piece that can be... Like, you can have a period sci-fi piece, you have period drama, period comedy, period, you know, like, period romance. It's it's well, like, too limited. But Cowboys and Angels... Or, not Cowboys and Angels, Cowboys and right. Aliens. Aliens, yeah. no one wanted it. No one wanted it? No. No, no one wanted to watch it. Yeah, it, it tanked. It was a miserable failure for everyone involved. And I um, think... I mean, they're easily... I want to think I could make a really good Western... I really want to think that. And this is the thing that no, I, I, I'm not arguing that. Retend Yuma was good. Uh, the True Grit oh, remake True was really good. The only really reason good. people went to go see that is because it was Oscar bait by Oscar bait directors and Oscar bait actors. Oh. If you made that, I'm not saying that westerns can't be good. This is the thing that I always have problems that's, with when I tell too, people I don't that's like too westerns. Dismissive and reductive. It was a good movie. I don't think it was. I fucking hated that okay. movie. <laughs> but I don't say that there can't be a good western. And I don't. Or I, I'm. Sh- it's a completely legitimate genre of film. I'm not dismissing. It, but I don't think that it has a place for people to be currently making it anymore. Like, Westerns are a response to a particular thing in time that we don't have anymore. You can't. Okay, well, now to take, it. Uh, make it Oscar bait Lone Ranger, and I think mm-hmm. you can make that movie phenomenal. Because, sure I mean, what, could, what's but... True Grit about? Uh, but at that a, a young point, girl you're... trying to get revenge over the death of her right. dad. But at that point, you're not trying to make a western. You're trying to make Oscar bait, and you're doing it as a western. They're two different things. Then no, if see, no, that's the problem here. You don't like westerns, so any western that takes itself seriously and could be a contender for an award because it is treating material seriously and well, you're going to say quality equals no, Oscar bait. No, my point is that that western. Every, every no, my western point is that like western. That exact western, that remake of True Grit. The only way it's going to get made is if it's Oscar bait. That's the point I'm making because you, unless you have directors of that caliber and actors of that caliber who are interested in that. telling that, no one's going to fucking make a western because no one's going to watch it. No one went to see that remake because it was a western. No one went to see it because oh, of who it was in it and who made it. I agree with that, 
But I do think there's people that will still make westerns. Do you guys consider Django Unchained a western? I don't. I don't consider Tarantino to be like historically it's not a western. Like technically, it's a southern. Yeah, it's not a western. I go even further. I consider Django Unchained a Tarantino film, which is its own genre that I don't. I don't really care for, but it's it's its own. Thing. Oh, I think if that. anything, it's a. I mean, I didn't see it, but like my, the way Tarantino treats everything is, I feel like it's the grindhouse version of a genre, maybe, which yeah. is not the yeah. same, but is you know borrowing from. But it does have a Western feel to it, you know. People, yeah, out, they got horses. They're you know, man versus man, man versus yeah. nature. The West is a very short period of time in American history, and it has mm-hmm. like, right. Geographically. Yeah. Yeah, like you you want it to be not it is in the West, but yeah, period period wise though, that's I mean we're talking what forty years difference, and back then forty years meant a lot different than forty years like from now. Well, yeah. and he's supposed to be making one about right, like the it's like he did in Glorious Bastards, which was like a reimagining of sort of the the Jews getting their comeuppance or the Nazis getting oh. their comeuppance and then <laughs> slave owners <laughs> getting their comeuppance and then he was going to do one about like uh, like the what yeah Native Americans sort of taking things back so really is what I it's heard like a, he's doing the take back trilogy yeah uh, sort of of like these oppressed people sort of getting there I could see him because that's it's that. a revenge thing and that yeah. sells really well no and one better he represent the revenge. oppressed people than white privileged Quentin Tarantino right yeah he has the power to do it right he knows how Native Americans speak. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I'm, I, I I agree with Jen. I love Westerns, but I agree with her. I don't think there's an audience, a mass audience that wants them right now. I think it's us, the niche people that love Westerns, that are like, we want to see a new Western every once in a while. Well, I think maybe like this... Open Range was a good, pretty good Western when that came out. Mm-hmm. It didn't make money, didn't go huge, range but... But you know what I mean? It takes people, I think, that are in the... that do have to have a little bit of whatever pull... Money-wise or face-wise, because that one was Kevin Costner and Robert Duvall, mm-hmm. and then you had Appaloosa that had was Ed Harris and Vigo, and then they got Renee in it, which I think is a, a fantastic western because there's a gunfight scene that's realistic in it that goes fast. Wait, and which one? Appaloosa, I believe it's what it called. Yeah, it's with Ed Harris and yeah, I haven't seen that. It's awesome. Um, like I thought, it was a very underrated movie. And part of that, there's like theories, right, about the. Like sociology and yeah, what American culture is like, like, yeah, yeah. like Tombstone and Wider, but yeah. those movies were big, sort of in the '90s when we were still kind of like on our rise up. It's like yeah. that, I, yeah. that like manifest destiny mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. becoming, and we're like, and they like, there's a paper on like how the different Batmans represent where we are and like our yeah. culture and stuff like that. So yeah, westerns are probably not where we are. No, especially in the culture that's culture. like we're not really that. We don't have that same spirit about it. Yeah, and I read something Uh, where, like... Making your own anymore. It's more of like, fuck, I live... I have my own, but I'm not fucking happy. Well, yeah. (laughs) And the people around me aren't happy. Well, and it's also, like, the... uh, It's more of a, like, the world is... We're, I think there's a reason that we've had so many like apocalypse movies and stuff like that. Like the the fact that we are having more global crises that we have to deal with then means that the things yeah. that we're seeing in entertainment as like the threats are are much bigger scale than just yeah. the specific like environs of a western. Uh, like you know the the actual environment of a particular place or like an outlaw just doesn't have the same thing as kaiju or you know well, and I want to think yeah there's the reason your parents like this movie is because 
they, they're of an age where the, those things are still relevant. You know, like digging out an existence, going out into the world. Like now we grow up in like a lot, a lot of us in these urban environments. Like I, I know a ton of people that have never even been camping. And the idea of like being by yourself for weeks at a time, traveling for mm-hmm. days at a time just to get to the next town. Like those are just things that well, yeah. that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Just send, yeah, someone e- yeah. send someone an email. But like if I think if you're a little older or if you grew up around it, then there's more of an appeal. So now I think the next retelling of the Western, I, I think it might be like a Chinese language film about the Chinese rail workers. Well, the last great, I think the last great actual Western that came out, which, I mean, you can debate that it's not, I think it just takes from Western. Mm. It, it's about the Australian West. Proposition. Called the Proposition. Yeah. And oh, that, that movie is fantastic. One. And I think it does. It has to, it has to come from other cultures to be able to tell other perspectives. Because yeah, I agree, with Jenna. There's just no no one's thinking that way. What they're trying to express. I think that we are going to see. Um, you could see a lot of the same themes in terms of like exploration and like the uh, the inhospitableness of your environment um, coming from American entertainment, but in space. Yeah, like and Mars that's film. just the new. That's. That is our new frontier, yeah. and you can do the same things, but in a way that's relatable to audiences now, and they're going to be far more interested. Well, what's that, what's that, that new one? Is it gravity? gravity? Gravity, and that's yeah. literally that is like a person alone. Exactly. In yeah. <laughs> so it's just a matter of like the time period that we're currently in. What What do you need to represent a theme that is universal and timeless mm-hmm. in a way that can be related to the people in their present? And it's just a different. Venue. Well, and Deadwood, I think, was an exploration of that uh, genre in a different way. And so maybe there will be a resurgence in 10 years when Westerns mm-hmm. will again come to the surface and be relevant for different reasons. Yeah. And this was, this is the wrong time, the wrong homage, yeah. mm-hmm. and the wrong, the wrong people handling with carelessness that they should have had kid gloves on, I think, because yeah. the original material... Man, it's about nobility. It's about I, justice. It's about goodness triumphing yeah. you over you. You shouldn't remake something unless you're remaking it because you love it. And because I think out. you can, and I, I, we we're done with time. Uh, we gotta go because um, you guys. We have to be out of here by eight. But I think you can. If, if this movie would have been like, hey, we're just gonna make a fun, like fantastical yeah. western, mm-hmm. it would have been successful. Yeah, because mm-hmm. like yeah. you can move on past like great. This is what the Western. This is that old West. It's like it's the difference between sci-fi like two thousand one Alien, uh, Solaris, mm-hmm. and then the sci-fi oh, that's yeah. action and you know what mm-hmm. I mean. It has yeah, Firefly, Firefly, or, or whatever other. I'm just not thinking of it. You have a, a genre that got dis- that split mm-hmm. and do, explores it in two different ways. That's what I think Western needed to do. It'd be like, yeah, it's like, hey, we can be, we can still play with this world because mm-hmm. this. I mean, real quick, like that. The idea of them using the that, that's why it bothered me using them like a historical thing like the spike, mm-hmm. the golden spike. It was like this has already been written in history. Why can't you just make up like put it in this genre and make up that can be a, a fictional place that lived in that time period? I'll believe it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it could. But they could have yeah, very easily done that. But then we instead with this movie met in the middle and tried to be everything to everyone, and so became nothing. You can't do that. That's, just, that's just an in, a director and writers, whatever. They just. I mean, you can't, it, you can't nothing when you're creating. You can't please. Yeah. You know, yeah. there, you, there was a trend about being everything to everyone, where like, and I think this was true in small towns, 
where a Chinese restaurant would have to say Chinese and American food just to let people know, hey, there's going to be something for you. But now, like, people are like, no, I want authentic, like, good, yeah. specific food. And if I want a cheeseburger, I'll go to the good cheeseburger joint. Mm-hmm. If I want Chinese food, I want to go to the good Chinese food joint. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wanted a Western. I didn't want a giant Disney joke. debacle. Yeah, joke. So, your, real quick, everybody, your last final thoughts. Last final thoughts. Like, the whole experience <laughs> of the movie. I just, I, re- you, I just really feel like it, it just got off on the wrong foot. And that if you wanted to make the Lone Ranger you would have made the Lone Ranger this was we wanted to make a big action property and put a famous name on it and that's you're going wrong from the start they didn't have a chance of success if you're going to do that Jabor on this way uh, I don't generally like train movies <laughs> <laughs> quickly explain that <laughs> I just I don't like uh, I like I remember the trailer for this and they're like if you control the trains you control everything and I was like boring like <laughs> Broken Arrow is boring yeah. unstoppable like I just don't like train movies so this movie was pretty garbage but the 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 scene the bookends on those trains were pretty great I was like oh this is like a fun way to do train stuff so <laughs> garbage movie but that I like that part of it great everything was wrong and if you ever watched the Lone Ranger TV show and loved it, then this will make you regret everything in the world. This is demonstrative of that sort of pathetic and really upsetting trend in movie making to please demographics without actually considering the audience. When you do that, nobody wins. You, it ends up creatively bankrupt. And luckily, like I feel like we're just lucky that this is this happened in a in a season of those kind of movies actually tanking. Of maybe say maybe where somebody can look at this and say, okay, this is what we did, and we're beginning to realize it was a mistake. You've got like John Carter of Mars, mm. this movie, these things that were obviously just money grabs with no yeah. creative passion or drive behind them, and I'm just thrilled that they're finally starting to fall apart. Awesome! Thanks for coming to the movie with me, guys. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks Thanks for coming up. It. Money Train is also garbage. <laughs> I was trying. So, did you see Source Code? That takes place on a code, and I heard that movie's good. No, I didn't. What about Under Siege 2? Oh, that's terrible. That's a terrible So was Seagal's best work. Mm. What are the other train movies that we can think of? Uh, Taking a Pelham 1, 2, 3. Uh, oh, right? Subway, hold, though, right? hold on, hold on. Oh, yeah. I got a winner. Throw Mama from the Train. train. Oh, that's there a, we that's go. That's a train. Great. That's a good yeah. train yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Stranger's train. 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 on a Train. Okay. Hitchcock's good. Yeah. Think maybe well, you, you, need, you need to reconsider. Maybe maybe you maybe me and you need to have another uh, go. You want to have a episode where we watch train movie, a couple Great. train movies. Next time, Dave and I run a train on each other. Thank you for listening. I will watch anything once. You can follow all of my guests on Twitter. Jen Kruger at Hooray Jen. James Mulholland at Probably James. Jake Jabor at Wake Up With Jacob. And Steve Beathers at Steve Beathers. If you're enjoying I Will Watch Anything Once, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. If you'd like me to watch a movie that you think that I should see... Please email me at IWillWatchAnythingOnce at gmail.com or also message me on my Tumblr at IWillWatchAnythingOnce.tumblr.com and also on Twitter at IWWAO. So thank you again for listening and remember, if you haven't seen it once, you can't complain.
I remember one time there were some guys in the movie theater next to us, and in the middle of whatever movie we were watching, I smelled uh, cigar smoke and just slowly turned my head and seeing this guy puff in the back seat, big stogie, and I just went, what the fuck are you doing? And the man, without thinking, you know, I expected somebody him to comment back, just stood up, walked down the length of the entire theater to the exit next to the screen and exit out to apparently continue his stogie. I don't remember him even coming back. 